So 291 of the morning skate. Don't you worry. We said we'd be back and we are fucking back. You got your host, Ked. I probably just said something just a wee bit problematic, but we're going to figure it I out. We're okay. I'm putting ice on the old fucking quad right now. That'll definitely be a, a zero of the week later as I talk about how fucking old I'm getting. But um, yeah, episode 291. It's Thursday. Um, uh, do you remember last ep- epi where we're like, hey, I'm kind of in one. Like, you know, maybe I'm going to kind of start dialing it back. Well, I had a boat day, so... If you like me in 290, you're going to get the same cat in 291. <laughs> I am joined by my ho- co- well, co-host, Brownie. Brownie, He's calling me a ho? He's calling me a ho? I've... <laughs> if only you knew what was going on in my life right now, Adam. It would. I've never called you Adam before. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, how's everything going with you, man? It's been a couple days. Good. good. Just another another day outside, buddy. Living, living the dream. It was actually beautiful out. I'm working it on was- the house. I'm working on a house right now. I'll send you pictures. It is, it was sorely in need of some TLC, and this house is tables, ladders, and chairs for the people. Yeah, this this house is fucking beautiful. It looks so good, and I'm so. I mean, I'm biased, but she is so happy, the homeowner, and it just looks so good. We're doing like little. Do you have before uh, and afters or no? Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm doing like uh, some like little Victorian touches and little different accent colors. It's just it looks awesome. If you're in the Massachusetts area, just make sure that you're hitting up Brownie for any any home goodies. Uh, this guy, <laughs> he does good shit, dude, and he has really cool apparel. So that's something I respect about him. There you go. Again, it's been a couple of days. We talked Vegas last time, and now we're going to talk a whole lot of NHL stuff. Um, if you've made it this far, I haven't been canceled yet. So shout out to me and my brain. <laughs> Um, and we're just going to kind of get into it because I don't want to say anything else that's going to be problematic. So, Mia Culpa. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mia Culpas with Ked and Brownie. So, Jonathan Marchessault was the second undrafted player to ever win the Conn Smythe uh, since the modern draft was implemented in 1969. The first was Wayne Gretzky. And I say right here, story and attachment, but I forgot the other piece of paper upstairs, so I'm not going to go get it. But I think I got it remembered. Okay. Do you know Wayne Gretzky was an undrafted player in the NHL? Yes. It was oh, like a weird thing. I did, yeah, because they brought that up like in an interview or some shit, which is bizarre. But Yeah, because yeah, of the W, what was it, the World Hockey League, WHL merger? Was that w- what it was? WHA? WHA, yeah, WHA. And the, the merger, so he was undrafted also. So Jonathan Marshall and Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Uh, when we talked about life skills, the class I should be teaching, these are some other ones that I thought of. Uh, <laughs> I think these are important. You should learn basic cooking. I think that's important. What's that? Like uh... like how to scramble eggs, how to make a steak, you know, yeah. stuff like that. How to make yeah, burgers. Definitely. Uh, and then to go right along with that, how to tell when fruit is ripe. I feel like that is a very low-key important skill i'm okay with that i also think that everybody should do military time and everybody should be able to tell where they are using a compass oh that's a good one read a map yeah like an old map yeah um how to do laundry and how to iron important i i'm bad at ironing i can iron okay i can iron enough where it looks way better than it did before but in terms of like perfect ironing shout out to dave dave taught me not that long ago and then basic first aid and how to take care of a drunk friend yeah, I think so. Put them on their side. I think those are basic life skills. 
Because yeah. when I was an EMT, you wouldn't believe how many people call 911 now in college when there's friends too drunk. Instead of just oh, putting yeah. the kid to bed and rolling them on his side, they call 911. Yep. Yeah. Yep, so yep, that yep. was that. Uh, Matthew Kachuk was six overall at that draft we talked okay. about. And then the last one is uh, three things your mom and my wife think would be arrested for. Oh, yeah. Do your so, homework? Yeah, I, I called my mom. So um, those that don't remember, we said we were talking about being arrested, and we said we will ask your mom, my wife, what the three things, like if I called you and said, hey, I got arrested, what were the three things that you think they would be for? So my mom, first thing, without even skipping a beat, was a DWI. <laughs> I was like, ma. And she's like, I don't like how much you've been drinking. So <laughs> That's the first one. My second one was burning down an apartment complex because of a pizza. <laughs> and then my third one was an uninspected vehicle. Those were those were the three things. My wife had no hesitation either. And she said, uh, road rage incident. Uh, someone like cut me off or didn't wave thank you. The one the wave thank you bothers me more than anything else. When I'm driving, to be honest. Drives me fucking or you yeah. hold the door for somebody for a little long and they don't say thank you when they walk in. I want to slam the door. But at least those people you can say you're welcome. And when you're driving, you can't. Well, I don't say it like that. I say you're fucking welcome. Like <laughs> I don't I don't like that. I'll I'll stir the pot with anybody trying to walk into a business. So she said road rage be three. Number two would be caught stealing something from Lowe's or Home Depot when I get annoyed that no one will help me and I just walk out with stuff. Yep. Uh, and then my, uh, she said the number one, she goes, uh, bar fight. And I go, don't you think I'm a little old to be getting in bar fight? She goes, don't you think you're a little too old to be getting in the bar fight? Better than a DWI, dude. That kind of made me reevaluate some shit. Like, God damn it, mom. Oh, mom, mom's cut to the quick, man. I've had, still haven't gotten one. So, oh, knock on wood three times with your right hand. Well, no, I mean, I've, I, I'll tell you why. I think everybody is kind of a shithead when they're younger and they think, no, nothing's going to happen to me. I Uber everywhere now. Like, if I'm even remotely fucked up, it's, I don't even think twice about it. Fucking $30 is a lot better than how, I don't even know how much something like that would cost. I think there's a stat, like, if you get a drunk driving, well, Massachusetts, every state's probably a little different. I think by the, by the, the court fees, the lawyer fees, and everything. I think a t- uh, uh, a DWI costs ten grand. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I clearly do not have ten grand. So. No. Yeah. Thanks, Thank mom. You. Love <laughs> you too. Boy. Love you too. Um. NHL news. Fire it up. I want to point out about the document. I want to point something out to you. Okay. So the first two stories are Anaheim and Chicago. And I'm like, oh, I'll put this in alphabetical order. That's as far as I went. And I was like, what am I doing? Okay. So anyway, go ahead. Anaheim, they've hired Greg Cronin as the new head coach replacing Dallas Eakins. This is Cronin's first NHL head coaching position as he most recently was the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche affiliate. He played four years at Colby College. I'm pretty sure that's Division Three, And then moved on to coaching in Hockey East, Western collegiate hockey association the ahl and he was an assistant in the uh in the nhl so shout out to greg cronin never heard of him see how hey, it goes. you want to see new guys instead of the retreads right i don't i i hate the people that pretend like all these analytic nerds are gonna fucking do better than well you do. don't know if this guy's an analytic nerd i don't no one knows no, he might not be i just hate the fucking analytic nerd i know i know what you're saying that. but i would but instead of like trotting out the same fucking five guys every time there's a vacancy i'd like to see them give an ahl guy a shot you know yeah i'm okay with an ahl guy he's kind of earned a stretch yeah exactly that. 
Um, the Chicago Blackhawks have re-signed the most relevant player in the league, Andreas Athanasiu. Two years, $4.25 million a year for a guy who is a giant bitch. So good for the Blackhawks re-signing they this They have guy. money to burn. 100%. Right but if you remember, this is a guy that Truba put in a fucking body bag last year. Uh, thought he, this guy, the fact that the media even talks to this guy, what a clown. Um, but, I mean, good for him. He makes way more money than I do. So, <laughs> um, Ottawa has a new owner. Toronto-based billionaire Michael Anlauer, Anlauer, I think it's Anlauer, yeah. has purchased the club for a cool $950 million. He has been a minority owner of the Montreal Canadiens and owns the Brantford Bulldogs, which he bought and moved from Belleville to Hamilton in 2015. It must be nice to have that much money. If anytime I see these numbers, I just automatically hate who it is. <laughs> All right. Are any of these dudes who make a ton of money that cool? And also, I have... I will say this... The guy, we'll talk about it when we get to Arizona. I don't have the guy's name, but the guy who owns the, what's the basketball team in Utah? Jazz? Jazz. Yeah. The guy who owns the Jazz. I heard an interview of him on the 32 Thoughts podcast. He seems like a real fan, like someone you were like, oh, that guy was, he seemed like he'd be a good owner. Okay. Well, good for him. It sucks it's not Snoop Dogg or Ryan Reynolds a little bit. Yeah, right. Less of a name. I'm sure this guy went and exploded the Titanic with how much money he has. But um, the Hockey Hall of Fame class has been announced. Henrik Lundqvist, uh, Tom Barrasso, the Penguins, Mike Vernon, Calgary, Detroit, Pierre Turgeon, Islanders, Caroline Ouellette, Canada, and Pierre Lacroix. He was a builder and Ken Hitchcock. Uh, Ouellette, you might not know who he is, but he's a four-time Olympic she, 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 gold medalist, 12-time IIHF world, women's world medalist, six gold silvers. Wait, six, uh, six gold, six silver, yep. a 12 time four nations medalist, eight gold, four silver, four times Clarkson cup champion. She is already a member of the IIHF hall of fame. Seems like a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, Lacroix was a former GM of the uh, Quebec Nordiques and Colorado avalanche was there for the move from Quebec to Colorado, built two comps in 96 and 2001 passed away from complications from COVID in 2020. Sad. This is the uh, go ahead, go ahead, finish, do the last thing, then I'll say. Well, uh, it's weird how you didn't put the person who should be getting uh, a lot of shine. So, Hendrick Lundquist, 459 wins, six well, all Those two people, it's, can it's, I let me just explain the reason 2.43 goals against average and 918 save percentage, 64 shutouts. The only goaltender in history to record 1130 win seasons in his first 12 seasons, most wins by a European goaltender, and his stats in game seven. Eight games played, six wins, a 1.11 goals against, a 961 save percentage, and a shutout. But you want to know what? That probably wasn't worth talking about. So, um, the reason the other two I dove into because everybody else is familiar with the others, except for those two, they aren't the, as commonly known. The king. Oh, this Mike is the dumbest fucking cups. thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Alex McGillney should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. It's insane that he's not there. I don't know what he must have fucked somebody's wife because there's no reason that this guy shouldn't be in the Hall. Anti-Russia pushback? No, because there's plenty of Russians in the fucking Hall. Well, of Fame. actually, though, if he defected from Russia, wouldn't that be? That's what I'm saying. He had to have done something to fucking fuck with the wrong dude. There, there's no other it's reasoning. Super secretive, the Hall of he Fame. Was for so good. Like, he was so good. He was so funny. Listen, take take his skill out of it. You can make the argument he deserves to go for being the first player to defect from Russia alone. It's insane. Insane that that guy's not in the hall. So yeah. there you go. San Jose Sharks, some people never learned. 20 years ago, the Sharks had traded with their third string goalie. Guess who that was? Mika Kirpasov, who had just turned 27. I didn't know that for a draft pick. He immediately led his new team to the Stanley Cup Finals, nearly won the Conn Smythe. 10 months ago, San Jose Sharks had traded the third string goalie. Guess who it was? 
Aiden Hill, 26 years old to Vegas for a draft pick. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> Oriole Cup, the Quebec Ramparts got it done. They beat uh, the Seattle Thur- Thunderbirds, and Patrick Waugh heads out of town as a winning coach. He uh, ended up, I think he like just quit. I think he thought he was going to get an NHL job. It never happened. He told them prior to the run, though. They knew, it wasn't like he just did it at the end. So Seattle also traded TJ Ginla to the Kuala Rockets for a first round pick. And the Rampart and the Ramparts have announced that former Flyer Simone Gagne has been named new GM of the club. So pretty cool shit. Yeah. Um, Montreal made some pretty good moves, I think. Cole Caulfield, eight years, seven point eight five AAV for a guy who can fucking light up the score sheet. Sean Monahan, one year extension worth one point nine eight five. I feel like he's fallen a lot. But... I still think that's a good deal for Sean Moynihan if he can stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, for the team. That's a team-friendly deal. Edmonton, they signed Derek Ryan, two-year contract extension, AAV, 900K. He's kind of a Curtis Lazar kind of player. Yeah, nah, that's, a good, that's accurate, yeah. Um, What is this? Seattle unveiled plans for a new rink? Did they yeah, just get a rink? This is their Iceplex. You got to read the thing, brother. $80 million Iceplex. The massive site features three NHL-sized rinks, 12 locker rooms, a team's training facility, a bar, and, of course, a Starbucks. Uh, probably a place... Nah, never mind. I'm not going to say that. Uh, the Kraken have their own locker room and facilities dedicated to strength, recovery, medical, and coaching. Uh, the building services the team's corporate HQ and home to the business and hockey operations. There are also plans to engage the community with park space, hotels, apartments, dining, bike trails, and hair dyeing right outside. So, <laughs> shout out to Seattle. Um, well, I will say this though, stuff like this make, can make the difference for a player where they're choosing to go. Would you rather walk into this or the saddle dome? I would never go to Seattle no matter what, but well, I, just, I think it's more for the community because Nashville does a really, really good job with their rinks and shit too, where it kind of got, they have a little to, little it's a non-traditional market. market so yeah, Seattle kind of is too. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. got to work a little harder. So I think that's pretty cool for the, the area around there. Yeah. Connor Bedard continues to make history. The former Regina Pats center and presumed number one pick won the CHL top prospect, top scorer, David Branch Player of the Year award. It's the first time since the top score award was introduced in 94 that a player has won all three awards in a single season. We can call that the Triple Crown. Yeah. Continued to add to his hardware, Bedard also was named the IIHF Male Player of the Year. Pretty good fucking player. Um, they asked him, I saw recently, if you could play with any players, who would it be? And he said, Sidney oh, Crosby. Oh. And Jordan Eberle, which because yeah, it was said a Eberle, former, it was a former yeah, 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 pretty cool shit. Uh, Philadelphia change is coming. New GM Daniel Breer is making moves. They sent Ivan Provorov and Hayden Hodgson to LA Kings for Cal Peterson, Sean Walker, Helge Grands, and a second round pick. They also sent Kevin Connaughton to Columbus for a first round pick and a conditional second round pick for Kevin Connaughton. Keep reading. You got a first. Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh. The Kings then flip Provorov to the Blue Jackets for Connaughton straight up. But LA Kings retain 30% of the Provorov salary. So, okay, that kind of makes a little bit yeah. more sense. Okay. Um, they've also named Patrick Sharp and John LeClaire to the positions of special advisor to hockey operations. And per multiple insiders are now actively shopping Carter Hart. Hart, not Hat. Hart. Carter Hart. So, um, if Philly's making moves, that's what they need to do, right? I think you're going to see Kevin Hayes go out the door. Have to. I think yeah. he's going to end up in Columbus. They seem to be like have a good relation, working relationship with Columbus. Yeah. And him and Gaudreau are boys. 
New York Rangers, we're going to talk Rangers really quick. If you happen to be, fuck you, Brownie. If you happen to be in <laughs> Stockholm and you're into what, what I can guess oh, is techno, make sure to swing by the DJ stage and hear Mika Zibanejad on the turntables for, what was it, Lollapalooza? What a fucking pussy yeah. that guy is. I, oh, my God. Do you know? I I have no idea, but I assume it's techno. Do you have any idea what he lit? Uh, I don't think Marshan, Bergeron, or Pasternak is going to be DJing this summer. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, they also announced Peter Laviolette as a new head coach. Uh, it's not on here, but I'm going to let it you is. know. Okay. They also they also named Michael Pekka assistant oh. coach and Phil Housley assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, two pretty big moves. Uh, Mike Pekka, 200 foot center, had a lot of grit to his game. He played for the Islanders. I think he played under Laviolette when he brought the Islanders to the playoffs. Oh, maybe. The Cup final. And then Phil Housley, correct me if I'm wrong, did, was he head coach of the Sabres for like a brief stint before he yeah. was fired? Winnipeg, but like, I remember him as a Winnipeg Jet, though. He Original might, Winnipeg Jets. He might be the, I don't know if it's him or Leach. He might be the number one American defenseman in points. I think I would look it up. I feel pretty confident about it. If he's not number one, he's in the top five. Phil Housley's got points. So if you're the Rangers, I like the fact that they're bringing in a new assistant coach, but new assistant coach with pedigree. Mike Pekka, he, uh, he's been coaching the Rochester Americans for a bit too. So I do like to see that they've done the coaching circuit before. Uh, Peter Laviolette, when it, it was kind of a funny press conference, like he kept talking about how the Rangers had a ton of skill, but also said that they didn't know how to compete, which was like, the best way to say that they're soft as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love to hear. I will say this. The one thing Laviolette will do is he will give them a little bit of a snarl. It's He's one of those coaches, though, that his message gets through for the first two seasons. Like, Well, I signed him for three years. And what, yeah. I liked, what I liked to hear is he said that he believed that you can, you can teach, compete, and battle in practice. Where every day they're going to be doing it. You have to establish a habit of playoff hockey, essentially. So... Um, everything that he said in the thing was sick. He said that Lafreniere and Capo, they need to give it, be given the opportunity for more ice time, but they have to earn it, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we, I know everything talk about the only cool. thing that a coach can do is limit ice time. It's their only weapon. Yeah. Although I, I don't know if you saw that, uh, uh, Panarin's clearly, uh, taking everything seriously. He said his hair was holding him down and he shaved his head. Do you see that? Russian gas, dude. Um, <laughs> which that he actually did say that the cup finals being played between the last two teams to fire Gallant before we got to New York. So the Rangers are on the right path. We will see. Uh, and there was a documentary open heart premiered at the 2023 Tribeca festival about Henrik Lundqvist. My life was about what can I do to win? But you come to a point where the, the game will end. The life will continue. And how do you win in life? Uh, I mean that's Hall of Famer Henrik Lundqvist to you. So does anyone? Is there anyone that says anything bad about Lundqvist? Yeah, um, my buddy Jay, who is a Carey Price guy. Anybody who thinks Carey Price is the best goalie of that generation will fucking sewer Henrik Lundqvist. Fair enough. So, uh, the World Para Hockey Championships, the U.S. and Canada squared off for gold in the championship in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, on Sunday. Six straight final between the two rivals with the U.S. holding a 4-2 advantage in the series coming in. That didn't change as the U.S. squad walloped the Canadian 6-1 to take gold for the third straight championship. Keep the change. Tourney MVP Declan Farmer, cool name, scored twice and had nine, nine goals in five games played over the tournament. Owns a career national team record with more than 250 points. He's pretty good. So. Yeah, I'd like to see it. The Kings agreed to a two-year extension with defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov, 5.87 uh, AAV. The 27-year-old blue liner was set to be a UFA July 1st. So they got him from Columbus for the playoff push. They like what they saw clearly in the sign to a couple years. So Now Provorov with him. Yep. 
Um, the CHL is debuting some rule changes to be implemented. Penalties will last the full two minutes, even if multiple goals are scored. Goals scored on delayed penalties do not cancel the upcoming power play. A shorthanded goal ends a minor penalty. This is you don't like any of this? No, this is just people being fucking bored. Like this is just. Well, I will being... say the the goal scored on delayed penalty uh, does not cancel the upcoming power play. That's that's NCAA rule too. I fucking hate people that are running the things that are happening right now. <laughs> um, Arizona ready to move. The Utah Jazz owner, I saw this. Ryan Smith has been Oh, that's his name. Around. Ryan Smith. There it is. Making it well known that they're ready to welcome an NHL team to Utah, which would be kind of cool. Uh, the Arizona, the team announced that they had bought out both Zach Cassian and Patrick Nemeth, who each had two years remaining on their deals. This leaves the cupboard even more bare for the Oats, who currently have more 2023 draft picks, 12, than they do sign players 11. Uh, everything's fine in Gary's desert sandbox. I mean, what are you doing? Just, I feel like this is like, uh, was it, was it South Park when the Paris Hilton, all her little pets were trying to kill themselves? That's what like the Yotes mascot is doing. Dude, like, it, let me just die. Just let me it's die. It's insane. It's insane. Um, Toronto in an ever-cracing panic to sign Matthews and Maple Leafs hired Shane Doan away from a sinking ship to fill a role as a special assistant to the GM. Well, Matthews has been very vocal that Shane Doan, he loved him growing up. So, um, AHL championship, Coachella Valley Firebirds, uh, Seattle versus the Hershey Bears, Washington. The Firebirds have asked their fans to boycott all chocolate until the series is over and even instituted chocolate for popcorn exchange program at their home games. Unfortunately for the Firebirds, that moved in a workout as the Hershey Bears won the Calder Cup in seven games Wednesday night. Head coach Todd Nelson became only the third head coach to win two Calders with different teams joining Bun Cook and John Paddock. How great a name is Bun Cook for a coach? Yeah, it ain't bad. I've definitely <laughs> heard worse. Um, outdoors in Jersey, the stadium series coming to New Jersey at the MetLife Stadium. Two games. Uh, Saturday, fe- February 17th, the Devils will host the Flyers in their first ever outdoor game in New Jersey. Sunday, the Rangers will take on the Islanders. The league has promised uh, musical acts to take place during intermission and pretty like, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Well, no, uh, they were saying it's supposed to be like big acts. Everybody's like Springsteen, Bon Jovi. How about this? Ready for this one? I'm going to solve all this. Do right. one outdoor game a year. You know who plays in the outdoor game? The Stanley Cup final the previous year. Oh, the two teams that made the Stanley Cup final? Oh, that Earn would it. be good, actually. Earn it. Actually, you could even do like a like a home and home over a weekend. Earn it. Yeah. that'd be Actually, that's a good call. Good brain. Um, We could have it in like a rotating sites like the Super Bowl. <laughs> So I have good brain, but Tom Fitzgerald has bad brain. He re-signed Jesper Bratt to an eight-year extension, 7.875 AAV. $63 million is his number. That guy did absolute diddly dick. He did as much as I did have done ever in an NHL. Well, speaking of tiddly dink, continue reading. Uh, he also said he spoke to the team of Meyer, and Meyer's Express Wine is staying in Jersey for the next eight years. Per reports, Meyer's instructed his agent to wear an eight-year deal. So I saw this, all dumb, and then I saw something that actually really scared me. Did you see the number one spot that Counter Hellebuck's rumor to go to? New Jersey. Yeah. That would hurt. The other one that's talked about for Jersey is Barbashev. I would be waiting. at some point they won't have enough money, but no. But Hellebuck, Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes scares me. Um, NHL follow-ups per deputy commissioner NHL Bill Daly, the independent investigator has completed their work into the 2018 Canada World Junior Gala, and the league expect a report ready to review in early summer. Thanks, Bill. Um, it, was, it was a big statement about nothing. Thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, Gary Bettman, likely the salary cap bump will remain at one mil. The larger bump will come in the summer 2024. They've been telling us for fucking years. So, yeah. Um, 
that that's like the girl that like, yeah, maybe I'll go out on a date with you next year. <laughs> uh, the Florida Everblades uh, affiliate of the Panthers are back-to-back Kelly Cup champions after dispatching the Idaho Steelheads on Friday with a third period comeback. We can go Friday. We go. Sorry, 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 sorry. Calgary has promoted Ryan Huska as their new head coach. The official announcement should come Monday after the press it conference. Yeah, it already did. He played nine years in the minors, one game in Chicago before joining the coaching ranks. He coached 12 years in the WHL before jumping to HL as a head coach for another four seasons. He's been the assistant coach for the Flames for the last five years. He's all tatted up. Pretty cool. Talk shit. about earning it. And this guy, they're going to, he, he's going to command some, well, Calgary's a little bit of a dumpster fire right now. Continue. Sorry. Uh, Noah Hannafin, one more year at $4.95 million. Tyler Toffoli, one more year at $4.25. Elias Lindholm, one more year at $4.85. Michael Backlund, one more year at $5.35. I've all informed the team that they, they're they probably not coming back or have no interest in resigning with the club. Um, on that's, to Pittsburgh. Uh, that's, well, no, no. You missed the good news for Calgary. That's the – oh, you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Drum, catch on what you were doing. Ginla's coming home. Drum Ginla signed on as a special advisor to the GM. Asked about the Ginla signing Craig Kinroy. Dating as far back as our playing days with the Flames, Jerome, of I, Jerome and I have always talked about one day working together in the NHL. That day is finally coming. I'm happy to welcome him back into Calgary. Calgary Jenkins wrote a blog about it. It's live. So Yeah, Jenkins, one of our – I would say one of our best writers uh, – had just has a blog out about this today. Jenks is an excellent, excellent wordsmith. He, no, I, I fucking Jenks. I mean, what more can you say about that kid? He's, he's good people. He's good shit. Um, Jason Spezza is with the penguins. He, I mean, that guy can't, I feel like he's just attached to Kyle Dubas. It's a really, really bad fucking luck. So ends up going to Pittsburgh. Um, how did Yarmir Yager drop to the Pens at fifth overall? Let's tell you. He idolized Mario Lemieux ever since he played the Worlds in Prague in 85 and even carried a pick of Lemieux in his wallet. Prior to the 90 draft, Yager told Quebec, Owen Nolan, Vancouver, Peter Nedved, Detroit, Keith Primo, and Philadelphia Mike Ricci that he wasn't coming to the U.S. anytime soon, but told Pittsburgh he'd be there the day after the draft. So he did. Pretty crazy. The legend of Yager. Free agents, Winnipeg Shopping, Mark Shifley, Gunnar Hellebuck, and Pierre-Luc Dubois. Fuck Pierre-Luc Dubois, dude. I fucking hate that guy. He's like 24 years old. He's demanded two fucking trades. Uh, World well, Hockey had a really good play for Montreal. And if you're Montreal, you have the leverage because he wants to come to you. Yeah. And you got to be careful giving him a big ticket because two years in, he's going to be like, I don't want to do this. He's never but, put up more than 70 points. But the thing is, when he plays, he he's a difference maker. He's oh, noticeable on the man. ice. He's a, he's a big, he's a strong French, He's a French-Canadian pussy, dude. That's All right. Bottom line. Ottawa has received a list of preferred trade destinations from Alex DeBrinkett's agent as the two sides have stalled in their contract negotiations. So I heard something today. Was it today? Go back to Chicago? No, I heard something. It just made me think of this. We might be able to get DeBrinkett on the fucking podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. I I would like he's a good player. I like him. I Uh, I heard something today that they're talking about Barkov possibly not re-upping and Brady going to Florida. Not a shot. As a trade. Not a shot. I don't know. Oh, it would be fantastic. To see Calgary would be, played. or not Calgary. Ottawa would be so fucking dumb to do that. I know, but they could. Not a shot, but they could. I just hope, I just have to hold out hope to see the Czech players, brothers play together. Um, Vancouver announced that they bought out the contract of Oliver Larson. What a run. 
Uh, he had four years, $29 million left of his eight-year $66 million contract. The Canucks will pay him $19.33 million over the next eight years. If they had retained him, they would have paid him eighteen point five over the next two years alone. Must be fucking nice to make that money. So here's the thing about Ekman Larson. He's linked to the Bruins right now. Oh, always. Because they basically, the thought is they can get him for the for veteran free. minimum. Yeah. Yeah. He's already making the money. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. Just keep an eye on that. Columbus is expected to announce the hiring of Matt, wow, Mike Babcock as a new head coach once his contract with Toronto expires July 1st, which is hilarious because Johnny Gaudreau thought he was going to have a walk in the park in Columbus. I know, I know. With that in mind, the Provorov deal makes even more sense as Babcock was overruled at the Toronto draft table when the Leafs took Mitch Marner at four and Babcock wanted Provorov who ended up going to Philadelphia at seven. Crazy. That was a big thing. I remember that. Uh, they also received Damon Severson in a sign and trade with Jersey for a third round pick. He is now signed for eight years, $6.5 million for Damon Severson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Uh, looks like Columbus is building. I don't think that's a fucking solid blue line at all. You're paying. If Damon Severson's making $6.5 million a year, what is Ryan Lindgren going to make? Well, Ryan, Ryan Lindgren, uh, Damon. Severson Who do you want on your team, David Severson or fucking Ryan? Oh, but I would want Lingren, obviously. But Lingren doesn't play eighty-two. That is insane. I can Is that real? Is that a typo? No, I don't. He's think making so. six point five million dollars a year. I guess I can look it up while we're talking. That is insane. Um, but the lot Provorov, Severson, and Zach Wierenski as I guess three of the top four. I I, I see. When I see that, I see a number two defenseman a number three and four, and a number five and six. And you're paying a five and six defenseman $6.5 million. Damon Severson sucks. I don't care who the fuck you talk. Eight-year, 50, 50 million contract with the Devils. That contract has a cap hit of 6.25. Then they flipped him. Yeah. That is correct, sir. All right. Um, <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche have opened up his favorites for the Stanley Cup next year. Um, I wish I could bet against it because Georgiev is still their coach. Uh, they're well, plus- not their coach, their goalie. Oh, sorry. Plus 800 biggest long shots are the Ducks at plus 25,000. Uh, the Florida Panthers are at 11 at plus 1,800, while the rest of the top 10 are in order. Edmonton, Boston, Toronto, Carolina, Jersey, Vegas, Rangers, Dallas, and Tampa. Get the futures in now. Whatever. Um, <laughs> McJesus and the kid per Connor McDavid to the Hockey Beast. When I first played Sid, that was really exciting for me. My first year I got hurt. I missed both games against Sid. So my second year I go into Pittsburgh and play Sid, and we took the opening draw. The whole time I was watching him during the anthem, and I was like, oh, my God, there's Sidney Crosby over there. And I get to play against him, and then the face-off, I don't even think my, titch, wow, my stick touched the ice. He swept it back so fast. So It was a cool story. McDavid was telling, and he, his eyes lit up, the video I saw, it, telling the story. It's just cool that a guy like McDavid still is like, holy shit, that's Sidney Crosby. Yeah. You know. How close was Ovi to being Panthers? Have you ever heard this story? No. Back in 20, 2003, Florida drafted Ovechkin, who missed the cutoff to be drafted in 20. 20- 2003 by two days. Florida GM Rick Dudley argued that due to leap years, a veteran should be four days older and therefore was eligible for the draft. Other teams stormed the draft floor in protest, but didn't matter. And the NHL ruled that Ovechkin was ineligible. In protest of the protest, the Panthers took Ovechkin every round of the same draft they were denied each time. The team wanted to document it in case it came to an arbitration case, which never happened because he went to Washington when they drafted him first overall. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know that. But I, I mean, good on the on um, Dudley for going yeah. down and like, yeah, fourth round pick Alexander Ovechkin, fifth round pick <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin. Take to your guns, man. Yeah. 
Uh, we all take less to get more. In 2001, Detroit wanted to sign Brett Hull, so GM Ken Holland approached Brendan Shanahan, Nicholas Indrum, Steve Eisman, and Chris Chelios and asked them if they'd be willing to defer $500,000 of their salary the following season. They all immediately agreed per Holland. The Wings went on to win the Cup over Carolina in five games. Hull, 10 goals, 8 assists, 18 points, and 23 games played. Pretty good. <sighs> all right, we're going to double change. All right. Have you yeah, seen this story? Zuck uh, versus Musk. I think Elon Musk would fuck up Mark Zuckerberg. But not a chance, dude. You think Zuckerberg's tough, dude? I think Zuckerberg's been doing jujitsu nonstop. He would he would make him tap out or break his arm. So, anyways, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, ever since Mark Zuckerberg announced a rival app to Twitter. This was only a matter of time. Elon Musk challenged Zuck to a cage match via tweet, and Zuckerberg replied with the "send me location." I so, love a, I love a cage match. But basically, just pull up. <laughs> uh, the Toronto Blue Jays define mid in their last one thousand games played. The team is five hundred and five hundred. <sighs> like that's just horrible. <laughs> Not great. Uh, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He cracked staggering a 1 million cases of his Terramana tequila in annual sales. Only 10 other tequila brands have crossed this threshold in their entire existence. And Terramana is only, I think it said to 2021. So it's only two years old. I mean, I'm sure a lot of it's because of him, but it's good tequila too. Uh, And two signs of the end times. Tarantulas are coming out of the ground in Texas in droves to breed. And what's being called that's, that's some spider fucking dude. And what's being called is one of the most spectacular spider events ever. Male tarantulas are <laughs> hold on, hold on, dude. Who's calling it the most whoever's calling it the most spectacular spider event is a sick motherfucker, dude. Well, it's like the, there was some scientist at Texas or Texas AM or something. Oh, you see those tarantulas fucking dude? It, this is, <laughs> like, bro. is watching animals breed? Is that porno? Um weird porno. Male tarantulas are exiting their burrows looking for love. The spiders can lay up to a thousand eggs at one time, and their breeding cycle runs May through July. To not be topped, Florida, of course, an area in Broward County is in quarantine due to a breakout of giant African land snails, which are invasive and, of course, as snails, slimy. The snails can grow up to eight to ten inches in length and lay 1,200 eggs a year. You You can't leave your house if you live in this county? Yeah, it's quarantined. Yeah. Well, it's not the whole county. It's part of it. It's like four roads. And you can't leave your house? Quarantine, buddy. Over my dead fucking body if a snail's landing out. Snail, I mean, it doesn't seem hard to get snails, but they have to... You can't just squash them. You gotta scoop them up, I guess. Uh, and sadly, as we alluded to earlier, the Titan sub crew has been assumed lost at sea as there are reports of a catastrophic failure on the vessel as the U.S. Coast Guard believes they have found the tail cone of the submersible. I'm not getting into it. I will ask you this. No. Would you rather go to the bottom of the ocean or to outer space? Neither. You had to pick one. I'm a fucking peasant from Middle Grove, dude. I'm never going to have even even close. Let's say you could go military in a military sub or or on the fucking uh, shuttle, whatever the thing is. I mean, listen, you've got to be a fucking... It's horrible that these people died, but you, you kind of asked for it. You know, you will go... I, I hate heights, but when the, I'm on a plane and we're in the air, it's like, Jesus, take the wheel. There's really nothing I can do. If I'm underwater, they imploded, dude. The pressure imploded the sub. It was a like, fucking handmade sub- submarine. The sub... I mean, what are they doing? It's idiotic. It is, it is one of the most, like... 
they each person paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to do that. Yep. You're telling me you're telling me you can give me a couple sheets of fucking tin and a hammer. I can't convince people to fucking go floating (laughs) in the middle of the ocean. I mean, once again, I will say it's it's tragic that anyone loses their life over something like this. But agree. There's there's also you're you're a fucking asshole. There's part of it like. If your parachute doesn't open and you go skydiving, that's kind of on you for going skydiving. No, if you dude. get eaten by a shark, easily stay out of the ocean. It's- All right, dude. If we, this was a bigger platform, I feel like I'd get a lot of backlash from this. But if you're spending a quarter of a million dollars to do this, you are the epitome of a fucking asshole. There's no other way around it. A quarter of a million dollars to do yeah. this. Go fuck yourself. And with with parts that they bought at like RV World on this go sub. Fuck, go fuck yourself. Uh, but you know what else, though, about the sub at the bottom where they were? It's very cold. And <laughs> and when when it's cold, uh, I would have told these guys to go over to heatedcore.com before they went. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's You're a heated right. base layer, that uh, system that keeps you warm. Holy fuck. Very thin and lightweight. Would have been great in a sub. Three adjustable heat settings last up to six hours on one battery. It's carbon fiber carbon fiber heating elements heat quickly and are extra durable because it's a base layer you can feel the heat almost instantaneously batteries can be used to charge other devices like cell phones or like an apple tag maybe if you're lost maybe the submarine remote yes the website is heatedcore.com hashtag outlast your adventure listen dude if that, south park's definitely going to do an episode of this so you cannot be mad at us for laughing at this like I'm, it's sad but like dude you spent a quarter of a million dollars and you could have saved even more if you use the also, promo dude, code morning skate 15 at heatedcore.com. and one of the dude's sons is on twitter telling girls he's single like i don't feel that bad about it yeah i, I don't i don't know if that's if that's legit if that's i think legit. it is so that's yeah. how my I, like i don't i i don't care i don't care um, do you have anything, with, anything with the Bruins? Uh, yeah, one quick thing. Uh, or is it? 20 years ago this week, Patrice Bergeron was drafted in the second round of the 15th pick of the second round, 45th overall by the Boston Bruins. The Bruins picked Mark Stewart in the first round with the 21st pick, and Bergeron fell to them at 45. Was he no. – um, I don't know if you remember this because that's a really long time ago, but was he like a – like a world junior player? Yeah, he won a gold. I believe he's a triple gold club. So when he was dra- – like, do you remember him as, like, a draft pick? I, I remembered him as much as I remember any draft pick, unless yeah. it was, like, Joe Thornton or Tyler right. Sagan, first or second overall. See, I try to remember our draft picks because we don't ever have ones that hit. So, like, I'm just hoping one of these days one will. You know what I mean? Like, Over the law of averages. And you give a good GM, so. Is he? I don't know. He's only been there two years, so. All right, well. What do you got for Rangers? Anything? Well, hold on. It only took us 39 minutes for you to talk about Bergeron. It's actually really funny because. Is that the record? I listened to last week's uh, podcast. I think we're at three minutes, 18 seconds before you before you mentioned Producer Bergeron. So we should probably. I'm going to start keeping a tally of, <laughs> of how long it takes you to mention him. We already kind of talked about the Rangers. We got Lobby, Housley, and Pekka. I'm okay with all three of those guys coming in. Um. I hate Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad, honestly. At least Patrice Burt or Artemi Panarin's doing something to fucking he shaved his head. Get the get rid of the demons. I do that when I when I when I'm drinking a lot and I feel like I'm gonna throw up, I pull the trigger, get rid of the demons. So um yeah, I don't know, dude. We're fucked. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, we have a Norris trophy winning defenseman and a Vesna winning goalie. So maybe we're not that fucked, but if our main player is playing a set at Lollapalooza, 
and our second main player is in the fucking middle of the hotel lobby playing a piano, I think we're going to have big, big, big Explain to me up. this. Does he do this constantly? Or yeah, is it like a one time thing? Oh, no, he has his own songs. He like. Wait, he's he writes a, his own songs? He's, I, I don't think he's a DJ. You write them. I think you make them. No, 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 no. Not that. that. I'm talking about Chris Kreider. No, he plays the piano. He's a fucking nerd, dude. He like, is, he going, like the, is this like a common occurrence when they're on the road? He just pulls up. At the no, piano they just mentioned time. it one time and it pissed me off. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> um, just a weird dude. Like whenever he's interviewed, like they ask him, "Hey, Chris, how's everything going?" And it looks like somebody just killed his dog, and he's like, "Oh, you know, we're really out." He's just a fucking weirdo, dude. Like he is so fucking weird. He's Ugh, from Connecticut, yeah. right? Connecticut. No, he's a asshole. And he actually played with Garnet Hathaway, um, prep school. Oh yeah. And uh, and mass. Uh, I see that you got some northeastern stuff. Have you heard back from any northeastern people since the last podcast? Are we good? Uh, no, we're fine. we're fine. Okay. I I I uh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> For those wondering, I called Brownie in a panic the next morning, being like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know." So um, shout yeah, out. Good. I haven't heard from Carp, but he's busy right now. Uh, okay. He's out on the uh, recruiting trail. He's. Carp's got a lot of irons in the fire, and uh, like I said in the thing, Larry David, he said everything's going pretty, pretty, pretty good. He's very Carp is very excited about this upcoming season and his draft class coming in, and he's got some feelers out for some other players. So he's uh, Carp's earning that paycheck. Um, but one new player uh, through the transfer portal, Rebecca Van Stone, is transferring over from Yale. She's a senior. Get her on forward. the pod. Get her on the fucking pod, bud. She's a senior forward, and Yale plays a very complex system as well. So I think she'll. I think she's going to do really well. I think she's going to slot into that top six nicely. When Cornell played Yale, one of their chirps was uh, safety school, which I thought oh, was really funny. Yeah, I like the 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 northeastern ones. Pretty good. The dog pound. It, they they have some good ones. Like every time uh, someone falls. They're like, ice is slippery. Yeah, that's not bad. Didn't George W. go to Yale or did I make that up? Uh, I think so. I think he's a Yale product. Yeah. Um, I have nothing for beer league. I pulled my fucking quad in softball. I'm old. So I got my ice back on right now. Uh, I was supposed to play last night, fell asleep on the couch, woke up and went, oh, shit, I got I got a game. And I looked at the bench app on my phone and uh, the game was the skate was called off because not enough guys oh, signed up. So I was like, all right, well, there you go. Uh, shout out to my buddy Fabian. He's trying to get me involved in the roller hockey circuit, which I might start doing, but my blades are in my truck getting fixed right now. So Hopefully. I played roller when I lived in South Carolina before they had a rink where I lived. It's a lot of do fun. Have, do you have any heroes and zeros? Because we literally just did that like two days ago. I have actually uh, two heroes, no zeros. Okay. So I'll, pl- I'll play the music, dude. <laughs> All right, so my first hero, I'm going to take a page out of your book. My first hero was me. Oh, boy. Because today, my wife and daughter came home. My daughter went back. School's been out for like a week. But they were hatching monarch butterflies in the, in the, in the classroom. And monarch butterflies grow in a chrysalis, not a cocoon. A cocoon is moth. Chrysalis are butterflies. My daughter's learned all about them. I've learned all about them. So out of the, all these chrysalis, seven have not hatched. Those seven, where are they now, you ask? They are in my kitchen. So we took those home. There, what do you mean they're in your kitchen? There's they're in, they're flying in around in your kitchen? No, no, no. The chrysalis are like cocoons. They're in this like netting 
thing. And oh, I thought they were just up. flying around. I have an extra bug zapper. I don't know if you know. <laughs> so these monarch butterfly chrysalis are in my, well, no, they're, they're actually in my wife's car on the way to her parents' house right now because they were taking them down in case they hatch over the weekend. Okay. Uh, they can release them down there. So that's the first part. The second part is one of my daughter's teachers uh, has two guinea pigs and they she's going away in july and my wife volunteered to take these fucking guinea pigs for a week and i'm like what are you doing she's like what i go if do these guinea pigs do they go out of the cage do they stay in the cage do you have any idea she's like i don't know why what's the difference i'm like a if they go out of the cage louis is gonna kill them our dog no, number no, one Keep them in the cage and just put shavings in there. And every couple of days, clean out the shavings, make sure they have water, they'll live. No, You're I'm not worried about that. But do you know how fucking loud okay. guinea pigs are at night? If, they, if they're if they used to being out and they, you in, lock them in. in your, put them in your truck, dude. <laughs> my truck's going to smell like guinea pig. So one of my heroes is me for dealing with all this. My second hero. Not all is, heroes wear capes, dude. Good job. That's right. That's right. Some <laughs> Some have pets. Uh, my my second hero is uh, the Petrangelo family. I forgot about this last in the last podcast, and I wanted to mention it. Do you remember what happened to his daughter? We talked about it. She got sick, I think, right? She had a, he had a four-year-old daughter, Julia, who uh, had encephalitis, which is basically an infection of the brain, if I remember correctly. Um, Not, great. Not great thing to No, have. and she was in rough shape. He had to leave the team. I think he missed like 10 games in the middle of the season. But she basically had to learn how to rewalk all her motor skills. Uh, and she was on the ice. Uh, she was on the ice after the Stanley Cup celebrating with her dad. And it's so for all them and what they've gone through, there's a hero for you. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah. yeah try to make a positive, you know? Um, fuck, do I have any? You're going to pull one out of your ass? I mean, we went 2 0 in softball. So myself, my leadership skills are fucking uncanny. Shout out to my buddy Thorpe. Um, he moved home from Seattle. He had a good, he got a job at Ford. Didn't really like it. Ended up moving home. Uh, we've been abusing his boat, and it's been a great fucking time. I fish more. It's June twenty second. I fish more this summer than I probably have any other summer in my whole life. Like nice. it's been pretty fucking cool. Um, and he's on the softball team, softball circuit. Uh, I mean, it's been a really, really good summer, dude. If I knowing what I know, I I don't know. Life's good. Life's good. So I guess like hero life is good. Zero. Did anything really piss me off? Um, probably cancel culture, dude, just because like I've been watching a lot of the major leagues and the Cleveland Indian logo is an all time fucking logo. What are they called? The spiders? No, 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 but we should call them the spiders. Guardians. But if you watch major league, Cancel culture or whatever was not even remotely in the thoughts of that movie because they could have picked any MLB team to fucking do that with, right? Like, well, I think they picked the Indians because they were longtime lovable losers. Maybe that's why. But I also thought it was weird. So that I watched Major League One and Two. Wesley Snipes was in Major League One, and then Major League Two. There's a different actor. Oh, is it Omar Epps? Right. It could be. Yeah, I think so. But they replaced him, and I well, was they were just like, "Oh, you want to talk about cancel culture?" That before they worried about that stuff, they're like, "Oh, we'll just get another black actor." Yes, <laughs> but what's weird is it's like I know that was Wesley Snipes' era, and that's what Thorpe said. He's like, "They probably couldn't pay him," but Charlie Sheen was in both. Charlie and that's Sheen was Charlie a fuck Sheen... up dude and needed money back then, though. 
Charlie he, Sheen. Charlie Sheen's been a fuck up for twenty fucking years, dude. No, it when finally Charlie, caught up when to Charlie him. Charlie Sheen was in major league. He was at peak Charlie Sheen. It caught up to him. He drank and drugged his way through Hollywood for twenty fucking years. And it finally caught dude, up th- there was only like a couple years between major league one and two. Like I think is Tom Berenger in number two. Yes. So my question for you: Who was the bigger actor during that time? Was it Charlie Sheen or Wesley Snipes? Probably Wesley Snipes. Is it even close to being even? Because Charlie Sheen was in a lot of movies, though. What else? Yeah, was, what else was Wesley Snipes in? Wesley Snipes was in a movie uh, like Passenger Fifty Seven. I remember the tagline was "Always bet on black." He was I like also, a badass on a plane. He was fucking Blade. In he was at vampire okay. movies. He made a movie with Sean Connery. He made movie. He, he was. Big I know. Time. He, I know he was big. New Jack City. Yeah, he was Who real was big. Wesley White Snipes? man can't jump. Jump. Oh, was that Wesley Snipes? Yeah. So they're coming out with a new white man can't jump. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the guys from Ted Lasso. With Jack Harlow, who's like a rapper, he plays the white dude in that. I don't know who Jack Harlow is, but he's, yeah, he's a rapper. He's like pretty popular right now. Um, have you watched the new Avatar movie? Yeah, stupid. Don't watch it. It's the same fucking plot as the other one. Okay, I, I'm glad you told me that because I was gonna watch. It's it a waste day. of three hours. Actually, it took me like you know when I watched it. I watched it when I had food poisoning, and I watched it in like 40 minute installments over two days. And I was, every time I put it on, I'd fall asleep. Okay. The special effects. Great. Okay. Great with your computer animated by 30 minutes in. It looked like fucking cartoons. Did you know what's funny is who's the, who's the director is it James Cameron. Yeah. The other Titanic fucking loser. There's a, there's a South park episode where he needs to raise the bar and he goes to the bottom of the ocean to raise the bar. Did you ever see that? <laughs> no. And he's in a submarine. Makes you think South Park's way ahead of their time. So yeah, that's are. one of the funniest shows of all time. Do you like South Park? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Respect my authority. So they had like this whole PC culture season, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because it chirps the like the one side for being like very very soft about shit, but then also makes Mister Garrison Donald Trump, and it makes him look like a fucking idiot. So I thought it was. I They're very was, even-handed across the exactly. board. Exactly. That's of what I was saying. And that's and the key that, to it. Yes, 100%. Now, how do they get away with, like, they had, they had a Mark Zuckerberg episode where he just looks like a fucking idiot. They like, don't how care. Do people not, do, they don't get sued? They might, but they don't care. They have so much fucking money. You remember that they are also the guys behind, um, uh, what's the play? And they, dude, they pushed the fucking buttons on that show. What's the fucking yeah. play? What's the play? They were on Broadway. Um, but, but, but Hamilton? No, no. That's yeah. the only Broadway show it's, I know. It's uh, about Mormons. Uh, the Book of Mormon. Duh, fucking idiot. I saw it on Broadway. The Book of Mormon is their Broadway play that it's probably still running. And it was hugely successful. And they made millions and millions of dollars. Plus, yeah. they made movies, basketball, uh, basketball. They have the the World Force Police, whatever that puppet movie, plus the South Park movies. And what's the overhead on South Park? Minimal. So I have three things. One, when I was a kid, I asked my dad if I could rent the South Park movie, and he saw it was a cartoon. Dude, I must have been nine. The uncle. He's like, he's like, it's a it's a cartoon. Put it on. Yeah, yeah. He puts it on. We and he fell asleep. And he woke up about an hour in. He's like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> uh, number two, did you know that Ike is played by the kid's daughter, the dude who writes its daughter, like the voice? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. And then number three, not South Park related. Did you know that they're coming out with a, a Twister next year? You ever Twister see the movie two? Twister with Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt? They're coming yeah. out with another one. 
Why are you saying it like that? I don't know because that was one of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, all right. I thought there was going to be some. Is it Helen Hunt again? Because uh, Bill seen, Paxton have died. You, have you seen Helen Hunt? Not great. He died. Uh, Bill Paxton, I, rest in peace. I will say this: I saw a movie recently on Netflix with Helen Hunt called "I See You." Joke's terrible. I don't care. It's a fucking lights out suspense isn't movie. It, it's a scary movie. Suspense, not scary. It's not a horror movie. It's suspense. Suspenseful. It's excellent. Okay. Well, big twist. You don't see it coming. You don't see it coming. I see that people. You want to know another one about South Park? Isaac Hayes, the guy who played Chef, mm-hmm. the old singer, the soul singer. He quit the show after they made fun of Scientology because he's a Scientologist. Fucking weird, dude. All yeah. right, last segment, three stars. All right, three stars. So I think I wrote down three questions. I really hope that I did. Wait, three questions? I thought we were doing the parade. Oh, yes, that's what I meant. I have it right here. Oh, I have my three spots. So Vegas had a, had a cool parade. William Carlson was all sorts of fucked up. They tried taking the mic from him. It's really they, funny. Dude, they shut down the Las Vegas Strip. That's fucking unbelievable. I think the last time they did that probably is when Elvis died. I just made that up. Well, the, probably uh, the shooting, but yeah. Okay. You're correct. Um, <laughs> Sorry to bring so, you yeah. You look so sad. <laughs> You want to talk about the sub again? I'm telling you what, dude. If we had millions of followers, we would be so fucked. Um, (laughs) Top top three places we'd have a parade. My third star, New York City. No, top three places we'd have a parade that's like out of the ordinary. Oh, well, I'm going. I didn't know it was out of the ordinary. I'm going. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter that the city, like, if the Bruins win the parade, obviously it's going to be in Boston, but. I'm thinking of other places to have a parade, I guess. Well, you haven't had a parade since 94. So my th- my third star is New York City. Right. I think it would be fucking really cool to relive what the fuck they went through. Like, that would be the tits. So my third star, New York City. Okay. I'm going to hit you with my honorable mentions first. I have Mulholland Drive in Hollywood. That's where all the movie star mansions. It would just piss them off, and I think that would be great. Okay. Uh, Broadway in Nashville, I think, would be sick to have a parade down Broadway. Would be fucking packed. Yep, all the bars and everything. And similar vibe is Ocean Drive in South Beach, Miami, would be another one. Okay. So my number three, and this is mostly to piss people off, Route Twenty Eight, Cape Cod. It's one lane each direction. It'd be fucking great to have a parade in the summer there and just piss the entire Cape off. Oh, they'd be so mad. So many rich it, fucking people just. It'd be off. fucking great. So that's my number that. three. My uh, second star, I'm going to shout out to my dad. I'd have a rate at the Daytona 500. Oh, just going I around? Think, I think that that would be unreal. What is it, a mile? Is it a mile around? <sighs> it's not a half mile, so I'd, I'd say it's probably a mile. But aren't those things so steep you can't walk on them? Which makes it even funnier. Imagine drunk people walking on that bitch. <laughs> he falling down. Sprint back up. Run that hill. <laughs> Emily Kaplan would fall every time she took a snap, dude. That gremlin. <laughs> So that'd be my second star. All right. My second star is uh, the main drag of Key West is Duval Street. And uh, I just think it'd be sick. Like if I had a day with a cup, I would take it to Duval Street in Key West and take a parade right down Duval. I have personally been on a float in a parade down Duval one time long ago, but it would be cool to be in it for the Stanley Cup. I like that. In drag, I was on a float. But... Oh, brownie. Um, My first star 
is a battlefield to Saratoga. Now, people might not know a lot about Saratoga, but I'm gonna let you tell. I'm gonna let you know this for free, Brownie. All right, hit me. Without without my hometown, you'd be talking like this, mate. You'd have you'd have quite the British accent, bruv. But this battle of Saratoga was a turning point of the Revolutionary War. We is that told, true? Yes, we told the British to shove it right up their fucking hoop. I hate British people. So wait, you're saying that Boston had nothing to do with the Revolutionary War? Google it right now. What was the turning point of the Revolutionary War? It was the Battle of Saratoga. I have a friend who's like a like a scholar in the Revolutionary War, and I'm going to ask him tomorrow. You should. And right. shout out to Hal, the only person I know that has ever gotten a drinking ticket at the Battle of Saratoga. Shout what is the Battle of Saratoga? Or the the battlefield. Sorry. Oh, it's an actual field. It's a giant field. It's like it's like a huge thing, and we were boozing, and he got caught. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We got to the dude. We were like running from this guy. Got to the car and he like pulled the taser on us. And he's like, "Don't move!" And then and then how then how got a ticket? <laughs> like a public drinking ticket? Oh like, yeah. And this dude, this dude, the guy who had the taser was not qualified at all to have a taser at all. How old were you? Twenty. Maybe. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, my number one, Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Oh, that'd be pretty fucking cool. That'd be I'm sick. Like, I mean, it's disgusting there. and filthy, but it would be awesome. It is everywhere. You'd be throwing beads all over. Throwback to the girl who fucking went tits out for the boys on the glass when uh, Washington won in Vegas. I was yeah. really hoping she was going to make an appearance. Nobody has ever really brought her up before. My type, my type. So, Well, listen, lastly, if we didn't mention your city and you're upset about it, uh, go to BetterHelp. I'm going to sneak this one right down to the final horn. Cast uh, that thing out there, dude. BetterHelp yeah. is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licenses and experience. I don't know why I'm laughing through all these reads tonight. I just am. Um, they can help with a wide range of issues. Get started. You just answer a few questions about your needs and everything. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time, schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from an in-office therapy with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and a more affordable price. BetterHelp. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the morning skate. That's better com slash the morning skate. And that's what we have for you guys today. So, yeah, Brian, anything else? My question is how many people stuck through that ad read to hear me wish Jerome McGinley all the best? You have at least one, and it's me. I feel, yeah, and Jenks. I feel like there's there's people that are w- wait for this and they go, all right, now my week's okay. And Jerome, I hope you hear this, buddy. And listen, with all these guys leaving, you can sign me to a veteran minimum. I can I can play right wing. I can crash the boards, kill a little PK time. I'll fight for you. What do you tell me? Whatever you need, bud. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm going to shut this down before we get to an hour. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs>